Hi, and welcome to our first ever podcast. My name is Chrissy. And right beside her, my name is Alexa. And today we're going to be covering ethical systems and dilemmas, focusing mainly on the TV series, How to Get Away with Murder. But before we start, we just want to give fair warning if you are currently watching the show and you're not caught up, or if you plan to start it, then mute us since spoilers. <laughs> before we start, though, a bit of a background information on the show as a whole, uh, who we'll be talking about, and systems. So the show is set in 21st century about a corporate criminal defense lawyer, Annalise Keating, who has dark secrets and pushes everyone to the limits about love, death, and truth majorly. And I mean, she is a defense lawyer. Uh, she is a law professor as well. At the beginning of the series, she picks five students to help work on her cases and becomes closely attached to them, especially Wes. Um, work for other reasons. Yeah, whole other reasons of why. Uh, she also works alongside another lawyer who she hired, and her name is Bonnie. And she also has a hitman That's named a close friend, <laughs> right? Besties, uh, named Frank. Um, so she also defends these students and herself, and basically all of the people that we have just mentioned, uh, way over than she needs to, and basically yeah. over better judgment. Yeah. Because what happens is, is with Annalise uh, throughout the entire series is all the unethical behavior she partakes in so much, starting with every single cover-up ever of all the people's lovely sex. Oh, yeah. And I, and I use lovely lightly. <laughs> so, like, you know, the very first one that happens is the cover-up of uh, a girl named Lila Stangard, who is... Um, a mistress of her husband, who FYI is also dead, and his <laughs> death is also covered up. Yeah, the death is caused by Wes, which you find out later in the season. Yep. And she decides that, you know, they should cover it up because it happened in her house, and all of these wonderful students would go to jail for it. And, you know, I mean, five outweighs one, because with covering up, she actually started fabricating evidence that her lover on the side was aware of, and he ended up going to jail on behalf of her. Yeah. Um, not to mention on top of those three things, she also covers up the death of a girl named Rebecca Sutter, who is Wes's neighbor, who was killed by her uh, law partner. I guess friend as well. Friend as well. Yeah, Bonnie. So Bonnie killed Rebecca, which you also don't find out for a few episodes. Yeah, and also all of her students are unaware and spend a majority of, what, season two yeah. trying to find her. And, I mean, we already knew she was dead. And to season one, <laughs> she's under the stairs. So, nobody else knows that. you know. <laughs> it's great to be a, a viewer. Oh, yeah. Um, And then, like, the last major-ish kind of one that happens uh, is the death of um, a third party character, her name is Emily Sinclair, um, whose death is also covered up by her being hit by a car by one of her students. Um, and then to, you know, make it seem like that wasn't what happened, Annalise ordered them to push her off the roof. So it looked not Annalise, the, the person oh. that they hit with the car. Yeah. Short show. Or um, you know. 
by accident or suicidal. <laughs> Not like a murder, like she got hit by a car, it's fine. So then there is also another main character that we will be discussing later in the podcast, or no, actually pretty soon. Um, so <laughs> his name is Nate Leahy. He is also Annalise's lover, and he was a police officer until he is released from his position and actually ends up going to jail because of Annalise. Um, he, you know, he doesn't really fully agree. I mean, she did fabricate a lot of evidence against him to get him to go to jail instead of her. Oh, that makes you do mysterious things. All right. So he kind of was not really not holding a grudge against her. But, I mean, she does kind of corrupt him after that whole ordeal. He slowly, you know, deteriorates into what we see him as in final for. Which, you know, kind of starts to link us into, you know, our ethical systems. Like, you know, who thinks like what? And Nate... Um, is a perfect example of one of them, which I know you'll be talking about. So the two ethical systems we're going to be talking about is deontological and teleological. Don't be scared by the big words, though. (laughs) So (laughs) deontological is also known as Kant's theory, and it derived from an 18th century philosopher named Kant, who theorized that an action is good or bad depending on the betterment of society. So consequences hold nothing for when deciding what to do. Only the action itself. If the action is considered good, then the action is moral. If it is considered bad, then it is immoral. Which, I mean, is the whole idea is that if everybody acted this way, would it be right? Would it be, you know, a way that we would want to live? Like, for example, lying is something that we do not do. It is immoral. But if you decide, you know... um, that, you know, oh, let's tell the truth all the time. It also has its downfalls, but can't believe that that was what we should do and that was the only way to live. Yeah, and I mean, like, Nate Leahy is, like, obviously, like, a perfect example of it, especially by being a police officer, his actions... Well, perfect. I mean, police officer, like, police foundation, not foundation, um, police, (laughs) um, you know, agencies, they want us to be can't they want us to you know only tell the truth work not lie you know kind of stay very true to themselves and that kind of stuff and follow the rules right that was the whole thing which you know he he was doing so you know i mean like going more off of Kant's theory like um he relies on something called the categorical imperative which is like the universal law which as you mentioned like we should be asking ourselves, what if everybody acted the same way? Would there be any logical contradictions um, to the actions that happen? Obviously not, like with your lying. Um, <laughs> if, if everybody's lying, why would we argue about lying? Right? <laughs> everybody's doing it. Obviously, it's okay. And then, but like Kant made us, like made humans more of something to kind of go based off his theory more by calling human beings uh, double faceted, which comes in two ways. There's the animal facet, which means that humans are like animals in the sense that we are partly predetermined by our environment. Um, However, the difference between us and animals that we now have both of, we also have this thing called free will rational as agent facets, which where we are capable of making our own decisions, like goal settings and basing all of our conduct off of reason which goes off of um the next theory we're going to be talking about which is utilitarianism or teleological um which is more of what nate becomes because you know though he can make his own decisions he starts doing them in a more 
immoral way. Immoral kind of way. Yeah. I mean, so you have Annalise Keating, who, if we're going to pick any theory of ethical theories, it would probably be closest to utilitarianism or also known as consequentialist. So utilitarians, uh, they only focus on the consequences, not the actions themselves. They like to focus more on what the outcome is going to be, and they like to try and create the most happiness for the most amount of people, right? So if it causes happiness, then it is moral. If it you know, causes sadness or harm, then it's considered to be immoral. But that's only for, like, you know, the greater amount of people so if it harms one person but then it's good enough for all the rest of them then that as a societal idea that one would make more sense that that one person should be either punished killed whatever happens for the greater good of everybody else it's a consequential like way of thinking she does a lot of it a lot and i mean she has her own messed up way of uh yeah of kind of using utilitarian to her standard. I mean, she is a lawyer, so not trying to diss any lawyers out there, but it's just, you know, you're trying to get the person that hired you free, whether you believe them or not, right? That is not anything to do with that. You are trying to create the greater good by getting that one person free. Mm -hmm. I mean, now you could look at it from another point of view that, well, if it's a murder, you're trying to get them free, then that will be harming more society. That's a whole other issue. Let's just put that aside for now. (laughs) But that's why. So she has a more, you know, I would say the proper word would be like a unique air quotations of the way of using (laughs) it, right? Um, She has her own idea that if Nate needs to go to jail to protect, you know, the four students who currently know of the murder, uh, Asher finds out in later yeah. seasons. Um, so if, you know, the four students who were there during the murder plus herself will be protected, but then Nate goes to jail, then that is a better judgment and that will be an ethical way of thinking. In her way. In her messed up way. That's basically what utilitarianism is. Yeah. She just, yeah, like you said, she just kind of does it in a more corrupt, messed up, way of distorted thinking. way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she also fabricates a lot of evidence, right? I yes. mean, like, she was well, planting stuff. Uh, she was planting, like, what? Like, it was a ring of Nate's or something with a fingerprint on it so that, you know, there would be complete evidence um, at some point in, I think it was season two we were looking at, um, that for the whole pushing, you know, the woman oh, that yeah, they hit with the car, yeah, it's, it's she asked one of her students, Wes, to, to shoot, shoot her, her in the stomach to make it look like there is a struggle going on. So, so I that mean, would make sense. So that was all justified, even though none of it related and none of it made sense. Yeah, no. So she was just kind of going off in her own way and just kind of convincing herself that this was going to be fine. Right? I which, mean... Which is... True, and it's interesting because, like, Nate started doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Prison kind of messed him up pretty good. Yeah. From us watching it. and Like, when when he went in, he was a one man, and when he came out, he kind of started following in Annalise's messed up footsteps. He did. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, hardcore he did. Like, I don't know if anybody's heard of the snowball effect, if you've heard of it, but basically it's like a metaphorical way where you start off with this small, insignificant situation and then it just progressively gets larger. It becomes very dangerous. It can get very severe. And there can be a lot of damage that comes from it. And when you look at Nate, I mean, yeah, he started off as a police officer. He was telling the truth. He was doing all these really good things. 
He got laid off from being a police officer because of all the court hearings and everything that was going on. All the evidence was coming around, whether it was true or not, because we all knew it wasn't. But he Fair. let it be thing. To half killing someone by the end of one Love of the season. Half killing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what she means by half killing somebody <laughs> is uh, there was a lawyer, or I think he became what is it, like the justice of the peace or something of something the sort. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a very influential person. Yeah, he basically became uh, the super high-powered person, and uh, his so Nate Leahy's father was murdered during a prison transport. Yeah. And he wanted to know what happened because they ruled it as death by or suicide by cop. But yeah. that was not the case, as we find out later, is actually a, you know, cover up of, I believe it was, uh, geez, some lady, I have her face in my mind, it's yeah, not coming so, to me, so but she, she anyway. some part in it, and it yeah. ended up like this massive situation, where basically a whole, a whole conspiracy theory, it's a major conspiracy, and yeah. he becomes like obsessed with it, to the point that he doesn't even know how to function within himself and in society because he's so skeptical, especially of this guy that you mentioned who yeah. is an influential person on the law side. So what happens is that he actually confronts him at one of the other main characters wedding and, you know, confronts and goes, you've killed my father. And the other guy denies it flat out and keeps saying, no, you're mistaken. Look, we could take the time look at the evidence, but he already has it in his mind that no, there is enough evidence because there was phone records. There was him talking. He was using pay phones. He was acting a hundred percent shady. Right. Yeah. But then he decides to take law into his own hands and that's where he like half kills him he kind of beats him to an inch of his life and then i mean bonnie i mean god we've already seen her kill rebecca so i mean she decided she was gonna just end him off too be like nah don't get this blood on your hands i got you boo and she finishes off the job right so what happens is she ends up finishing off the job side note she was also dating the guy madly in love with him yeah and she also got corrupted by the ideology yeah he apparently was responsible for the murder as well yeah, and I mean, as we find out, uh, you know, a few episodes later, that is the mid-season finale, but as we find out a few episodes later um, that it was actually false and he did kill an innocent man, but yeah. they didn't want to tell him because of how he thought he convinced himself enough that it was going to be a just killing. That is something that we've read in... Uh, yeah, we've read something that police officers do this yeah. in uh, an article that we read. It is called Rethinking in uh, Rethinking Ethics in Law Enforcement by Fitch. And I can't remember what it's called, but it's something where you convince yourself that you are doing something just by even if you have to break the law, then it's good enough. Yeah. But yeah, so it's not coming to me. Uh, we will find. We're gonna try and figure out what that word. Yeah, we also can't. But like, totally, like one hundred percent, that's what he starts to do. Yeah. So back from break, we, we asked, found it. Found the word. Found what it is. Found what we were looking for. So it's called moral justification, which is basically like some rules must be broken, as you mentioned, um, to achieve a more important goal. If the law prevents them from executing something effectively. And sucks to suck, rules gotta be bent. So Nothing I mean, you can do. Like, does that fall into like utilitarian ideas? 
right? I mean, I would say so because we're looking for the greater number, right? Like Annalise did with Nate, we can't repeat this enough, like, right? And I mean, like, so the whole idea is that if you have to break some rules for the better good of everybody, then I guess that would be good enough, which yeah. I mean, this is in literally an entire article talking about how you shouldn't do this because but it is not a it. good idea to follow. This is it's very, not. this gets dark real fast. It is, it right? is, it's interesting because the entire article is mostly based off police officers, but we can relate it to Nate Leahy, who was a police officer. and. Annalise Keating, who's a lawyer, right? She mm-hmm. somehow still fits in these. So Fitch talks about five different types of what they are called ethical dilemmas. And the one we just named was moral justification. But there's a few others that play a major role within I mean, the, the whole series. show. Yeah, yeah. Like the entire show. Like it's insane how it all fits in. Like, for example, um, the denial of victim, right? If we look at it, um, Annalise has no problem justifying the deaths of like three people. Yeah, like like they had to die for their survival. Then not oh well, like uh, like Sam. Sam was a horrible person, which is her husband, by the way. Just to recap, um, he was a horrible person, right? Yeah. Like he was, you know, he was cheating on her continuously. Um, we find out some episodes or seasons later of the whole uh, she lost a child and then she wanted to adopt and he just flat out said no. Um, their whole relationship, yeah, it was a very toxic relationship. Yeah, their whole relationship was just a horrible thing. And I mean, he even hired Frank, from what we find out, to kill Lila. Exactly. Like, yeah, he had he had very small amount of morals. And I mean, Annalise's idea was that well, he's a bad guy, he deserved to die. It was fine. Oh, so it's fine. Like you know, I'm getting tired with my husband and all, but whatever. It's cool. We'll just. Yeah, he, he wasn't life. he wasn't my love. He was just some guy I was, you know, married to. Nah, yeah, it's fine. fine. Which is, yeah, something. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. <laughs> Heavy topic. Oh, just a little but, bit. But there's another one that also goes with it as well, like um, denial of responsibility, which is where there is no other action but to act improperly. Well, so, like for where? Like, where would you find that one? For those ones, like, pretty much all the deaths. Oh. Like, for instance, Rebecca Sutter, they kidnapped her, locked her in the basement for a while. Their plan <laughs> wasn't to kill her, but they did it anyways. Well, no, I mean, their plan wasn't to kill her, and I mean... It's because she was catching on to their... Yeah, I mean, if I can remember, so, you know, going back <laughs> a few years now, guys, yeah. um, if I can remember properly, it's Annalise didn't actually want to kill her, and when no. she left, Bonnie took actions into her own hand because they had to... She was finding out too much, she knew too much. Also, um, I don't know, they held her captive in the in, basement. In the basement so you can't really let somebody go after, after that. that. Like, you, they just so go straight to the cops. You just be like, hey, yeah, these guys kept me in their basement. So it was like there was no other way to get out of that. I mean, you know, if they just didn't do it in the first place, would have saved a lot of lives. But that's okay. It's the show. You know, it's the plot. Plot does that. <laughs> How she goes. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah. What else we got going? Um... I mean, there's two other versions, like there's denial of injury and social waiting as well, that are other kind of dilemmas that were also mentioned. But I don't think they fit directly into the show. I mean, if no. you look at it, see, if denial of injury is the argument do that no harm of others directly make it an action just. But, I mean, 
you know, people oh, died. A lot of people were injured in this. A yeah. Lot of people were harmed. So you can't be like, ah, nah, they were good. They'll just walk it off. I mean, they were, they died. <laughs> it's like full fledged died, right? It's like, no you know what I mean? It's like these, these two do not fit into the rest of the show. But out yeah. of all of Fitch's five types of dilemmas, I mean, we got a three. That's a fair bit. That's more. That's like what? That's half. And we're good. Yeah, that's. I think that's a that's a pretty decent idea. So overall, great show. Oh yeah. If you haven't watched it, if you still want to watch it after our wonderful spoils of telling you of just how ethically horrible this show is, you should watch it. It is a (laughs) phenomenal pastime, and they have the newest season on TV at the moment. I believe (laughs) advertising for the show. Oh yeah, hundred percent would 100% recommend this to (laughs) anyone. uh, Otherwise, on all the ethical systems and dilemma, that's what is going on. That's what we found. So thank you for joining us on our first ever podcast. Podcast. And uh, I hope you, you know, come and follow us along because I'm sure we're going to post something else about this show. 100%. So uh, again, I am Chrissy. I am Alexa. And thank you for listening.